0: there's one thing that i really appreciate and it's this um it's this concept of praying through have you ever heard the term pray through we got to pray through well um if you've been in church circles around maybe even been around filled churches or pentecostal churches you've probably heard somebody say that before say something like man we got to pray through man we are we to pray through we're going to touch, touch heaven. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get a hold of God today. We're going to get on our faces. We're going to seek the face of God. Well, praying through is it's, it's not as... You, you don't see people doing this as much anymore. In fact, I think it's becoming a lost art. I think prayer meetings are happening less and less. And, and we're, you know, praying through is just too hard. I mean, you, you mean I've got to... I've got to, like, spend a lot of time in prayer, you know, in certain seasons of my life, I think I'll just deal with the problems. And I think there's a lot of people who just have settled, and they, they just say, you know, it's too hard, it takes too much time, I'm, I'm just going to coexist with everything else that's going on in my life. And here's what I love, the old timers, they knew there was something special about praying through. And they'd, they'd call these all-night prayer meetings. And they would just pray all night long. And if they wanted to get God's attention, they knew, they, they had to pray through. They, they knew that bold prayers honor God and God honors bold prayers. Bold prayers honor God and God will honor bold prayers. It dawned on me this week that we have been doing a lot of, a lot of talking in, in, in these last several months. Talking about what we think about this and what we think about that and what we think about this coronavirus and what we think about protests and, and whatever else that might be happening. We've been, we've been talking a lot. But, but here's the deal. I want to ask you, have we been praying? Because c- talking won't change anything, but prayer will. Yeah. Talking, talking well, we, we, can get, we can vent and we can, we can let out our frustrations, but it might not change much. But, but prayer will change things. Prayer, seeking the face of God will make a difference. Do y'all buy into that today? I believe it wholeheartedly. So, let me ask, are we seeking God? Are we are we praying? And I'm proposing to you today that if you want to see a breakthrough, maybe you need to pray through. You want to see God step in and step in and move? Maybe you need to pray through. Maybe you just need to maybe you just need to throw everything else to the side and say it's time to seek God. It's time to get serious. So what I want to do today is I want to give you some thoughts about praying through. And I want to read this uh, story from Acts chapter 12. This is when Peter was, uh, he was put in prison. And I'm going to read the first part of the story. And I'm going to give you three things about praying through. Tonight I'm going to cover three more things that happen when we pray through. This morning is what we need to do to pray through. Tonight is what happens when we pray through. So I'm going to read only part of the story this morning. Tonight we'll cover the rest. All right, Acts chapter 12. It says, about that time, King Herod Agrippa began to persecute some believers. He had the apostle James, this is John's brother, killed with a sword. And and it made the Jewish people happy. Okay? It goes on to verse 3. says, "Uh, he saw how it pleased the Jewish people. He also arrested Peter. And this took place during the Passover. Verse 4 says, Then he imprisoned Peter, he arrested him, imprisoned him, placing him under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. Can you tell me what four times four is? Sixteen soldiers for one guy. I mean, he was a bad mamba-jamba. He was a bad word. Some of y'all fill in the blank there. It's a bad word. You get me? He, would, he, he, he must have been. I mean, why else would you put four squads of four soldiers on one guy, Peter? And so, so he's surrounded by these soldiers. And, and Herod had intended to bring him out to trial. But while Peter was in prison, read this next part with me. The church prayed very earnestly for him. What'd they do? They prayed. Uh, They they didn't gather in a circle and hold hands, and when you're finished praying, you just squeeze your right hand to let the person on the left know. Yeah, let's gather and pray. Squeeze. No, they didn't do that. They they prayed earnestly. They they went all night praying. They're like, we're not going to give up. Peter's falsely accused. He's been in prison. We, we, we've we've got to seek God about this. And tonight you're going to get the rest of the story. All right? But let me tell you what praying through requires. Praying through, number one, requires that we pray with authority. The old timers called it authority. Authority. you got to pray with authority. Can I just tell you something? Um... You have no authority unless you are submitted to authority. Bottom line. Zero authority unless you come under authority. Because if you're not under authority, then everything you do in that organization is outside of your authority. <laughs> are you with me? That's just how it works. So you got to pray with authority. So let me ask you this. Did you know you have authority? Yes. You have authority. Where does your authority come from? comes from the Word of God. It comes from God. We get our authority because we're children of the Most High God. So, so the Word of God, this book, the B-I-B-L-E, by the way, it, it, it is the Word of God and, and it gives us the authority. Check this out. The earth and all of its glory will fade, but the Word of God, this book, will stand forever. The, it says that, that whatever he speaks, his word will not return to him void. Come on. It says that he was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement that brought you peace was on him, and by his stripes you are healed. That's what the word of God says. It's in here. So this is the authority for everything we pray. All right? Check check this out. In Luke chapter 10, Jesus says, I've given you authority. All right? If you're going to pray the word of God then you probably need to know the word of God okay so he says I've given you authority over what all the power of the over I've given you the authority over some parts all I've given you authority over this section over here you know you, you, you can pray for hangnails but that's about it no 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 he says all the power of the enemy you can walk among snakes and scorpions which none of us want to do by the way and crush them nothing will injure you you've you have authority pray with authority so how do we do that how do we pray with authority will we do it on god's word and in the name of jesus i I want to say something real quick I, i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or burst your bubble when it comes to prayer i would love for you to end your prayers in the name of Jesus a lot of us when we pray we will pray something like um, we'll say our prayer and then in your name Amen in whose name Jesus name just go ahead and say it but because that's where the authority comes from it doesn't come from my name it's, it's not a, in the name of all that's good and sacred it's the name of Jesus at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow, every tongue must confess. There is no other name but the name of Jesus. At his name, demons flee, mountains crumble. The lame men walk, dumb men talk, deaf men hear. Cancer can disappear at the name of Jesus. Hope can be restored at the name of Jesus. The coronavirus can be cured at the name of Jesus. Racism can be ended at the name of Jesus. I mean, it's at his name, not my name. It's at His name and the Word of God. So praying in Jesus' name doesn't—it doesn't grant you a wish. Though it's not like your magic, the magic word, right? It's not the magic word. It's not the—it's not like the, the genie in a bottle. It's not name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, believe it, receive it, see it, be it. Gospel, Lord Jesus, today I thank you. I claim in Jesus' name a Lamborghini in my driveway when I get home today thank you Lord amen it's not like that it doesn't work that way it would be awesome wouldn't it I mean it would just be so cool if that's the way it worked but it does it's it's not that's not how it works Jesus the word gives us the authority in in the name of Jesus gives us that authority here's what Jesus said about his name he said in Luke uh, chapter or John chapter 14 he said the truth is now is Jesus does he tell the truth or or lie he tells truth and he says here the truth is anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done what kind of works did Jesus do he raised the dead. He opened blind eyes. He unplugged deaf ears. He, he healed lame men. He raised people from the dead. And he says the same things he did, you can do. Now, is, is he the same yesterday, today, and forever? Or did, did all of that just stop back in, after the apostles died? Because here he says, anyone who believes in me. Anyone who believes in me. Peter says, this is for all those who are far off. If you believe in him, we can do the same work he has done and even greater works. I'm thinking, what are the greater works? Because Jesus, you did great works. Well, What is there left to do? And he says we can do this because he's going to the Father. He's not here in person anymore. He's sent the Holy Spirit to be with us. And he says you can ask for anything in his name. Anything. Are you with me? Ask anything in his name and I will do it because of the work the Son brings glory to the Father. I came here to bring glory to the Father. I'm going to say it again just so you make sure you know, yes, ask anything in my name and I'll do it. That's pretty awesome. So we have authority based on the word of God and in the name of Jesus that we can ask. We can boldly approach the throne of God. Are we praying with authority? Praying through means I'm going to pray with authority. Like I have, like, like, like I'm the prince. Like I'm the king's son. Like I can, I got a right to be here. Authority. All right? Pray with authority. Number two, we're going to pray with expectancy. Um, in 2018, my, the man I call my Texas dad, Larry Till was his name. He was diagnosed with um, terminal pancreatic cancer they only give him uh, like a couple months to live and the day he was diagnosed with this pancreatic cancer uh, I was at the hospital when a family friend came to visit and I'll never forget what she said but uh, she said I'll be praying for a miracle but don't count on anything happening my prayers ain't been working lately I was like take your prayer somewhere else we don't need we don't need you pray to please don't pray for me. I don't I don't want you praying for me. If you don't believe it's going to happen just just don't pray. Just don't don't pray for me. I thought thank you're so encouraging. You're such an encouraging lady to come in here and just say your prayers aren't going to be answered, right? Come on, if you're going to pray, pray. Believe. If you're going to ask God for something, go ahead and 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 believe it's expect it to be done. Remember the, the Jericho miracle? Remember when uh, Joshua... Joshua in the battle of Jericho, Jericho... Remember that? They're walking around the city and, and then they blow their trumpets and the walls come down and they, they defeat Jericho. Well, a thousand years after that victory, Jesus is leaving Jericho. He's walking out of Jericho when two blind men call him like a taxicab. And they say, Jesus, son of David... Have mercy on us. And everybody else is just telling them to be quiet. They're just an interruption. They're they're, they're just, in fact, I'm going to talk about this next week. I'm going to use blind Bartimaeus as our sermon topic next week. And they say, You're just, just be quiet. You're, 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 you're messing up the flow, man. Just stop. And Jesus, Jesus calls him out. And he says, What is it that you want me to do for you? Remember, they're blind. And Jesus says, What do you want me to do for you? And these guys go, Uh, Jesus we're blind do do you not know can you not are you blind Jesus you ask us what we want you to do for you and can't you see we can't see maybe you need to get your eyes checked Jesus right and he calls him out and he says what do you want me to do for you why did he ask them that why did he ask them? What is it you want me to do? Here's why, is because he wanted them to verbalize what they expected. What are you wanting out of this experience with me? Why did you call me Jesus, the Messiah? Why did you call me out like that? What What do you want me to do? He, he didn't. It's not that he didn't know. He wanted to make sure they knew what they wanted. Do you know what you want? Do you know what you're praying for? Do you know what you're seeking God about? if Jesus came here today if he were in this room and he said what do you want me to do for you could you answer him could you tell him what you're praying for could you tell him the dreams that God's put in your heart could you tell him about the miracles and the promises and the things that you're praying for could you share the expectancy in your life because I'm, I'm, I'm concerned that many of us couldn't do that we would be left dumbfounded like I, I, I don't know What what do you want me to do for you? Lord, I just want a double portion. I just want all you have for me, Lord. So general. What what does he have for you? Begin to name that. Begin to expect that. Put put a name to that thing and pray into it. Pray with expectancy that God hears you. Because here's the deal. If we don't know what we want, we're just as blind spiritually as these guys were physically. Physically. If we don't know what we're praying for, we're just as blind as they were. So while God, we know He's for us, but do we know what w- we want Him to do for us or what we need Him to do for us? We know He's for us. God is for us. But do you know what you need Him to do for you? Are you, are you writing it out? Are you spelling it out? Because here's the thing. If you don't know what you're praying about, if you're not expecting, if you're not really seeking God about this thing, then your prayer... Is, is not only boring to you but it's uninspiring to God is it, is it causing him to move Here, what do you mean Pastor Ben we, we pray prayers like Lord would you be with me today and he goes well I, I am omnipresent That's, yeah I'll, I'll be with you because I'm with everyone every day right He's everywhere. Lord, would you be with me? Lord, would you, would you guide me in your way? Well, I wrote a book called the Bible. And, and if you'll read it, it will guide you. If, if, you'll just, if you'll read it, it will lead you in the right way. Lord, what, Lord I'm, I'm asking you today, would you just help me to have a good day? And he goes, you don't need me to have a good day. Yeah, I mean, you can... People without God have good days all the time. You, you can have a good day. Why don't we take our prayer up a notch? God, what, God we're asking you... We're asking you to bring deliverance to our family from sickness. Yeah. Cancers run rampant in our, in our family history. God, we thank you that that curse is broken over our family today in Jesus' name. That's an impossible prayer. That's something you can't do on your own. If you can do it on your own, why do you need God? Okay, am I preaching to anybody today? Is, is this helping you? Like, like, like if, if I can accomplish the dreams and the prayers that he's put in my heart, then I don't need faith and I don't need God. Let's ask God to do something like, like, like eradicate poverty in Wichita Falls. Oh we can't do that no but God can let's let's ask him for something big let's pray something so big so ridiculous only God can do it only he can do it so if your if faith is being sure of what you hope for then not being sure of what you hope for is the opposite of faith you just don't have faith if you don't know what you're hoping for number three number three pray with persistence Pray with persistence. See, there's, there's no greater illustration, I think, in all of the Bible than, than the prayer of the persistent widow. Uh, this, this is just an incredible story. In uh, Luke chapter 18, Jesus tells this story, tells this parable in Luke 18. Uh, he says, one, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that, that you should always pray and never give up. Say that with me. Always pray and never give up. One more time. Always pray and never give up. So he's giving them this story. Hey, keep praying. And so he says, there was a judge in a certain city. He said to her, uh, 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 who neither feared God nor cared about people. He, d- he didn't go to church. He, he wasn't a church going guy. He wasn't a Christ follower. He didn't care about people. He just, he was a judge. And a widow of that city came to him repeatedly, over and over and over again, saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. And the judge ignored her for a while. But finally he said to himself, I don't fear God. I'm not a Christian. I don't care about people. But this woman is driving me crazy. I mean, she's just driving me crazy. And he says, I'm going to see that she gets justice. Why? Because she's wearing me out. She won't stop with her constant requests over and over and over again. Listen to me. Our Heavenly Father will one day be our judge. I'm thankful that He is, He's not like this judge. He wants to hear our requests. He wants to hear what you have to say. He wants to hear what's on your heart. He wants you to pour out your concerns and your your worries and your doubts and your fears. He wants you to do that and he listens to you when you do that. But see, this parable, it, it shows us what praying hard looks like. It shows us what what it looks like to pray hard and to never give up. To knock until your knuckles are raw. To cry until your voice is lost. To plead until your tears run dry. To pray hard is to pray through. And if you pray through, God will come through. He will come through. See, this phrase used to describe the the persistent widow is, is boxing terminology. She's wearing me out. It's boxing terminology. Man, she won't quit with the uppercuts and the jabs and the hooks. She she won't stop. Praying hard is going 12 rounds with God. It's like Jacob did at Bethel when he wrestled God. It's a, a heavyweight prayer bout with God might be exhausting, but that's how the greatest prayer victories are won when you don't give up, when you persist. Praying hard is praying through. It's blood, it's sweat, it's tears. Sometimes it's sleepless nights. Praying hard is praying like it depends on God and working like it depends on you. So let's take our prayer life up. Let's quit talking about it, let's start praying about it. Let's quit worrying about it, let's start praying about it. See, desperate times call for desperate measures. And there's, there's no more a desperate measure than praying hard. I remember my mom praying hard for, for us boys. Seeking God like never before. See, there comes a time, there comes a moment when you just throw caution to the wind and you, and you just get on your face. And you soak the carpet with your tears and, and you defy the protocol. And you drop to your knees and you, you pray for the impossible. There comes a moment when at the end of the service and we have prayer partners at the front that you say, I can't take this anymore. I need somebody to pray with me. I gotta find somebody who will pray through with me. There comes a moment when, when you just muster every ounce of faith that you have and you boldly approach the throne of grace and you say, God, I need a miracle and I'm gonna keep coming back again and again and again and again until something changes. because here's here's the deal i think some of you're tired you're tired of what's going on in the culture tired of what's going on in the news you're tired of all these things and you're you're tired quite frankly of praying about the same things over and over again and and paul said in galatians chapter 6 verse 9 he said let me encourage you don't 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 give up don't stop Don't grow weary in doing well because at the proper time, there's a time coming where you'll reap a harvest, but you can't give up. You can't stop short. You can't give up. Some of you are there now. You're you're just wore out. You've been praying about some things. Some of you have been praying about a child. Maybe who's far from God. Dr- they've drifted. And, and day after day, week after week, you're praying, but you just feel like giving up. Is it even worth it? Some of you are praying about a marriage that's just on, on the brink of divorce, and you want, you, you want breakthrough, you want reconciliation, but you just feel like giving up. Some of you are, are praying about a financial breakthrough you lost your jobs you've, you're, or you're making less income since the co- coronavirus, you don't know what to do, you don't know where to turn. Pray. Take it to God. The scripture says, take your burdens to the Lord. Cast your cares on Him, for He cares for you. Take it to the Lord. Pray with authority. Pray and believe like, you, like, like it's going to happen. Expect God to move and be persistent don't ever give up keep praying keep praying keep praying would you bow your heads with me today if you're here and you say Pastor Ben I'm on the verge of giving up I'm wore out but I need a second wind today I want a a freshness to just kind of blow through my life so I can be like that persistent widow and never give up and just keep keep on bringing it to God I don't want to give up praying for my marriage. I'm praying for a child. I'm praying for breakthrough. I'm, I'm, I'm praying for, for a miracle. And if, you, if you'd say today, Pastor Ben, I, I'm on the verge of giving up. I just, I just, maybe some of you have given up. If that's you, just lift up your hand and I want to pray for you in just a moment. I want to lead you in prayer. Thank you. Thank you. Who else would say that's me, Pastor? Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Hands are up. Thank you. I'm, I, I, need, I need a fresh wind don't give up god right now i thank you that you are for us your word says if you are for us who could be against us who who could be against us if you're if you're there for us lord lord i'm praying right now that you would begin to stir up inside of us all a a A passion to pray with authority to pray on your word to pray in the name of Jesus the name that is above every name to pray with expectancy believing that whatever we ask whatever we ask in your name you want to do it Lord that if we bind it on earth, it's bound in heaven. If we loose it on earth, it's loosed in heaven. Lord, we, we, we thank you, God, that you are doing a great work in us and through us. And you're, you're breathing a fresh life. You're breathing a second wind into us. Lord, I pray that you would encourage us. That, that we don't have to give up. That we don't have to throw in the towel. For those who just feel that they, they, they're worn out. They feel like they're just they're, they're ready to throw in the towel. God, I pray right now for a fresh blessing. A fresh anointing on their lives today encourage them today to know that you are for them that you've got their back God help us to, to, to be persistent to wear you out with our requests to just keep coming back over and over and over and over again until we see breakthrough God we thank you for that with your head still bowed let me let me ask another question uh, our our heavenly father is one day gonna be our judge and i'm just wondering does the judge know about you does he know your name and the only way he can know your name is if you have a relationship with his son jesus christ that's the only way And if you're here today and you say, Pastor Ben, I I don't know God. I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I'm far from Him. I've been living life my own way. Maybe you used to have a relationship with God, but you've drifted. And you've backslidden. You've turned away from Him. And you've gone your own way. But today you're saying, I want to make sure the judge knows who I am. I'm ready for life change. I'm ready. To surrender complete control of my life today. If that's you, would you just slip up your hand right now. You say, Pastor Ben, I want to know Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Just slip up your hand between me and you. Nobody else is looking. I'm not going to call you to the front. Thank you. Thank you for your boldness. Who else would say that's me, Pastor Ben? Count me in. I want the judge to know me. I want to be known by the judge. Anybody else? Thank you. Come on, let's say this prayer together. Say, Jesus... I give my life to you. Will you forgive me? Will you cleanse me? Will you make me new? Give me a fresh start. Purify my life. I surrender. From this day forward, I will live for you. I will serve you the best that I know how. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God thanks for that. Right now, let's lift up Jesus. Amen.